Smith got a protective order against him, even though he got one against her for the exact same time range. So what do you expect? I mean, the truth is I think a lot of this has been forgotten now that their attempt to crucify Urban is over. Uh, You know, the truth is is we always figured there was more there than he initially said, which was that he never put a hand in her and he was a golden angel. And there's a lot more, or a lot less to it than she said, which turns out he really barely touched her and There's no evidence of domestic violence, which is what I think everybody's noticed from the past here. The police don't F around with domestic violence. That's simple. So, yeah, this is all – I don't know how Ohio State keeps having the weirdest, stupidest scandals ever happen to them, but this is going to go down as maybe the weirdest and stupidest scandal I can possibly remember involving college sports. Uh, You know, this, this makes tattoos look even stupider in retrospect. So I'm glad it's over from their perspective. Really, the only thing I have left to say about them is I hope that their kids somehow are able to get through this disaster and turn out to be good, responsible, functioning adults in society because this is the ugliest divorce I've ever seen. Um, but it's not going to get OSU or Urban any sort of vindication. This was a witch hunt from the start. Everybody had an agenda. And unfortunately, the trustees at OSU weren't smart enough to prevent the witch hunt from winning. And here we are today. Yeah, domestic violence is is a very serious issue, and it's it's a a big problem. And any man who puts his hand on a woman is just, you know, a piece of shit. You know, that's just let's just be honest about it. Um, yeah. The, the situation here, though, everybody was so quick to just, you know, in the in the court of public opinion, just assume Zach Smith was guilty. And he, yeah, frankly, I mean, Urban aired by this is why I, I thought initially he should not have been suspended. Um, but, you know, I, I I didn't have a problem with – I really think he shouldn't have been suspended games. And once he, they put him on paid administrator, I believe I think they should have said, okay, time served, because taking him away from his team from in camp, that was punishment. Because just the things that Zach Smith did, like not show up for recruiting trips and then lie about it and say he did, like that right there is a fireable offense. Just take all, take all the stuff that he did that we know he did was wrong. Like all that shit's fireable offense. Excuse my language. I'm a little fired up this morning. Um, not you, Bax. I know you don't care, but any, any listeners out there, sorry about my, <laughs> my French here this morning. But um, the point of the matter is that we know Zach Smith, as you said, he's no angel, far from it. But 
what bothers me is, is you know, I got two daughters, and, and domestic violence is serious. And but yet, idiots out there just who, because they hate Urban Meyer, were so quick to just say, oh. Let's act like Zach Smith is definitely guilty of domestic violence just just so it'll hurt Urban Meyer. They're not being honest. They don't care about Courtney Smith. They just wanted to see Urban Meyer go down, and it's just, I don't know, it's just so sad that everybody was just jumping to conclusions about domestic violence, which is a serious problem. Yeah, and you know what else, Dave, is ridiculous about this, too, is this has become endemic in the college atmospheres and really in our society. Um, if you look at all these kids with all these Title IX things that are going on where they're literally not allowed to defend themselves against accusations from anonymous sources. And you're seeing kids getting thrown out of school for it. It's insane. And I, I, I think that in this country, it was literally founded on you are innocent until you can be proven guilty. The other way around was how we had, you know, a king who just signed sentences by fiat. The other way around is banana republic communist show trial crap. So, you know, for, from a Zach Smith point of view, yes, he damn well deserved due process. Everybody deserves due process. And whenever we start throwing out due process so we get a result that we want, we're no longer a nation of laws. So that crap is absolutely ridiculous. But you said something I want to touch on here, though. You said that some of the stuff that Zach Smith did, like not show up for recruiting trips, should have been a fireable offense. I agree with you. And I think that's a bigger picture discussion that needs to be had about Urban. Because do you think Urban in 2013 would have put up with coaches lying about showing up on recruiting trips? Do you think Urban, by extension, would have put up with, oh, well, we're going to get better in whatever thing is currently a disaster on the field as results? Urban used to have this just... Only if they were Earl Bruce's grandson do I think he would have put I still think he would have put up with it. He just had this blind loyalty. He was going to do everything he could. He looked at Zach as like his own, probably like a, at the very least, like a nephew. You know, that's how he oh, that's the problem, I think, so. with Urban. Yeah, it is. How, it many is these, a how many of these assistants? too loyal. Look at it's too loyal. Look at Everett. It well, but, it's not, but it's only chosen loyalty, the people he has personal relationship with. Look at Everett Withers back in 2013, right? The past defense right. wasn't great, and he got rid of him. Warner, and back, back, Warner was a great O-line coach here. He's continued to be a great O-line coach at Michigan. He sucks at calling plays or conceptualizing an offense, but he's a great O-line coach. And Urban just chucked him out, right? But... If you're one of his buddies, like Billy Price, or not Billy Price, sorry, Billy Davis, or like uh, Zach Smith because of the Earl Bruce connection, and frankly, this year with the way things are going with Greg Shiano, who's a longtime friend of his, you have to really wonder. Greg Stu, Greg Stoudrala, another one who hasn't done very well with offensive line development at OSU. It's always, well, you know, I think we're going to get better. Frothing at the mouth angry Urban back in the day who nuked coaches for poor results would have never put up with this. Do you want to talk about Urban having a double standard? Uh, bluntly, we're getting to that point with the way he has expectations on his coaches. If you're one of his buddies, you're good. If you're not, you better damn well produce results. But a place like Ohio State, which is the apex of your profession, you better damn well pres- per- come up with results at the end of the day anyways. So that's a discussion that needs to be had about Urban right now because I think that's the biggest problem with Urban and the program in general. Programming note before I forget, uh, interesting day on the, the beat. We're going to interview Greg Schiano and Ryan Day today at 1215. Uh, you know, the players, uh, I believe are off today and, you know, most of the coaching staff is on the road recruiting, including Urban, who just left yesterday. They had a team meeting at 230 yesterday. Um, so, but the, the coordinators are still back. So we're going to interview both Greg Schiano and Ryan Day. Uh, early this afternoon. That's, that's pretty rare for a Wednesday. In fact, this is like the only time it'll happen all year. Dave? So. Yeah, Dave, ahead. on behalf of all, uh, as the people's champ, uh, on behalf yeah. of everybody on Bucknuts, 
I am asking you to please ask Greg Schiano if we are no longer going to walk the linebackers up to the line of scrimmage. I'm going to ask him, is that officially done because it clearly hasn't worked? Please, somebody ask him flat out if that idiocy is over with because that's the sort of thing that needs to stop. And if Shiano thinks that somehow he's smarter than everybody and he's disguising plays and not going to let his linebackers actually back the line and play like glorified defensive tackles, nothing's going to change. Somebody has to talk to him about that. So please, you or Steve or whoever goes, please make sure that Greg Shiano talks at length about that stuff. We are over. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a great question. If I interview Shiano, I'm definitely going to ask him about that. That was already on my list in a roundabout way because I was going to ask him to respond, my, my way of getting to him. First of all, Greg Shiano uses coach speak more than anybody on the staff, so let's – don't, don't anybody get your hopes up too much, but these questions need to be asked. And my angle is going to be regarding the linebackers, them being too close to the line of scrimmage. You have former Ohio State linebackers that are being very outspoken that the linebackers are too close to the line of scrimmage, like James Laurinaitis and Bobby Carpenter. You know, guys that kind of know what they're talking about. They might know what they're doing. See his response to that, because then he's not only talking about the problem, he's then having to, if he is stubborn about it, which he is, then he's also going to have to go against two, I don't know if you call Bobby a legend, but, you know, I, you know he's right up there. He's a very Pretty famous close. name. So, uh, first yeah, first-round pick. draft pick. Yeah, you know, James is obviously a legend, but you look at everything that all the awards he won and everything, and just these are guys that carry a lot of weight. Um, they're both in the media now, 97-1, or James is doing national stuff, Bobby's doing some national stuff. So that question will get asked back, so I promise you. People's Dave, chance. one other thing, too, for it as well. Jeff Brome literally said yesterday on the Big Ten conference call, yeah, we think they have the linebackers too close to the line of scrimmage to know if we could get past the first level, we could hit some plays. Jeff Brome literally said that. It's not just the linebackers. It's the guy who just torched Ohio State saying that's exactly what we took advantage of. So you can, it's not just us crazy reporters and fans. It's the people who know what the hell they're doing who are saying this. The Purdue coach is, is calling you out, Greg. Your thoughts. <laughs> Exactly. Um, seriously, Jeff Brom saying like here, here's what they did, and here's here's how we were able to just crush their souls. Um, respond. Uh, before I let you go, let's get into this Urban Meyer stuff. Um, the guys at Football Scoop do really good work, um, really good work. I know Scott who runs that site. I mean, these guys are breaking stories left and right. So people think, so oh, clickbait, clickbait. Football Scoop, who's this? Those guys do really good work. Trust me. They reported on Monday. I think most people know this, but if you don't. Uh, they report on Monday there was internal strife at Ohio State between Urban Meyer and Gene Smith. They also said there was strife between some of Meyer's lieutenants and Smith's lieutenants. Now, Urban was asked about this on the Big Ten teleconference yesterday, Tuesday. He adamantly denied there was any strife between him and Gene Smith. He did not mention anything about Michael Drake. Um, I'll just be frank here, Bax. I've heard Meyer is still pissed at Drake. No matter what Meyer says publicly, he is still fuming mad about Drake not having his back and really going after his job like he did. I believe Urban when he says there's no strike between him and, and Gene. I wonder, even if Football Scoop does a good job, unless something's happened lately, like maybe Gene's thinking Urban should retire or something, I don't really buy that there is strife between Urban and Gene. But I don't think they got it completely wrong. I think there might be internal strife, but I think the internal strife might be between Urban and Drake and I'm sure some underlings as well. Just what do you think about all of that, Bax, and how do you think this impacts Urban's future at Ohio State? Well, uh, first of all, I absolutely think Urban is still furious at Drake. Uh, I think most of us are still furious at Drake. 
And I personally can't wait until Drake's contract is up because I don't think he's done very well for the university in general and completely botched his decision. But that's nothing new if you've listened to any of the conversations we've had about this. Uh, I would say this, though. Irvin always looks tired and exhausted right now on the sideline, right? I really wonder if he's putting so much of his famous mental, I'm not going to let this beat me energy into trying to handle stuff behind the scenes versus handling his football team. Um, That's a concern that I, I sort of, I guess I didn't really think about it for a little bit, but when he came back and looked as, you know, tired and exhausted and, you know, just at his wit's end all the time, it really made me wonder, is he focusing his entire energy on the football team or is mentally heating everything up, trying to wonder what this whole off-season stuff did to him and his position? I could absolutely see that happening. And I, I kind of feel like Urban has a certain bit of a victim mentality on this one. He doesn't come out and say it, but you can just tell that he's he's still furious about everything, right? Eventually he has to let it go and recognize it's the hand he's been dealt. It's a stupid hand. We all hate it. But in the end, it's over. He served his suspension. He's back. And guess what? There's going to probably be behind-the-scenes stuff because Urban and Drake are not going to coexist for very long. And if you're Ohio State, you know you're not going to keep Drake around past the end of his contract because he hasn't done well anyways. And you're not going to run off your football coach who's done a lot better at his job than Drake has at his. But I do think Urban really needs to refocus his mental energies on not the behind-the-scenes stuff, but what his football team is doing, what his coaches are doing. Um, you know, this, there's absolutely going to be stuff going on behind the scenes because you've had a bit of a power vacuum when Urban was out. Ryan Day was more focused on the football team than he was about anything behind the scenes. And let's face it, if you're a full-time program head coach, you've got a lot of political machinations you have to deal with. And I, I wonder if Urban needs to start focusing less on the political machinations behind the scene and needs to start focusing more on what's going on in front of the scenes with his team and his coaches. But I do believe there's stuff going on right now. I'm sure it's not a great atmosphere. That's what happens when one guy wants to fire you and the board of trustees bails you out because they all are on your side. That's called politics. And the more that gets involved in sports, the worse it is. And so we've seen a little bit of that. You want to know why there's a distracted team? You have a distracted head coach. This all comes back to Urban getting his stuff straight, and once his stuff's straight, the rest of the team's going to follow. Very well said. Uh, great discussion today. He is the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday. It's must-read material. It is the bucket. Thank you, Bax, and thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. And once again, we're going to be talking to Greg Schiano and Ryan Day later today about 12.15. Let's try that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. <laughs> Thank you.